What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 57. This is the July 2021 edition, and we are sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Benny. How you guys doing? Pretty good. All right. Excited, excited. I just did my first business trip after February of 2020. I was so excited to be at the airport, at the plane, at the hotel. <laughs> loved it. Loved every minute of it. First class lounges. Don't forget about the lounges. Yeah, I did. I, did, I got upgraded <laughs> on all my flights, so that was nice. We need a sponsorship from American Airlines on the podcast. <laughs> yes, this, 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 this podcast brought you by American Airlines. <laughs> Back in your happy place. Back in my happy place. But yeah, very excited. Yeah. Late July, almost coming into August here. Pe- yeah. Peak summertime. I know you're uh, out on the boat catching a little bit of fish, which is yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Been out a few times on tuna trips. Did, done pretty well so good far this weeks. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Got to take uh, some time. You know, of course. you got to take time. This is a, the the middle of summer, and if you're not taking your time now, then yep. you better hurry up and get out there. Yep. Perks of living where we do. It's you know, for some people that's a that's a vacation for you. It's just a Tuesday, you know, Tuesday evening, get to go out on the boat a little bit. So it's yeah, nice. I mean, it's, it's stressful. Everything's stressful right now in our industry, and yep. And it's uh, it's important to take a break. Absolutely. So I'm rationalizing my time off. And here. it's very <laughs> and it's very difficult because you have so many factors. You have the wind. You have you have so many factors to, to for for that to match. Oh, to go fishing. To go fishing. Yeah, we look at uh, temperature charts of the um, Gulf Stream. The weather is huge because you're running 130 miles on a boat that only goes 18 knots. You know, so your six seven hour steam if it's rough. It can turn into a, a, a 12, 15 hour steam. So yeah, there's a lot of factors that have to line up. But uh, when it does line up, we go and uh, you know we've, we've we've been doing pretty good. This this has been a good year for tuna and fishing in general. You can see the conservation efforts uh, that have taken place in at least the uh, you know United States oceans are are, are doing well. So yep. um, there's plenty of fish out there. But going back to something you had just mentioned with the craziness that is the uh, the chemical industry, it seems these days it's been quite the quite the last couple of weeks, and I think teeing up to be quite the third quarter here. Uh, things remain quite tight. Logistics remains quite difficult. Seems like pricing's uh, flat to maybe still on the rise. So it's yeah. been uh, been a crazy few weeks and a few months here. Yeah, I think uh, we've been saying it our last couple of podcasts. Just don't let your guard down. You know, there, nothing's getting better. I yeah. love when somebody calls me up and says, "Oh, you know, seem like things are getting no, no, things aren't getting better yeah. because things are." still bad and there's still new factors coming in you know so the latest is torrential rain and flooding multiple thousands of years flooding in germany southwest of germany got hit the hardest and um and actually it's impacting the refineries over there and some downstream stuff i mean you know there is no time to let your guard down supply chains are broken uh still there's nobody's doing anything about it. You yep. know, we write our senators, we write our congressmen, we do our podcasts. Nobody's fixing the problem. We're importing more and more from China, yep. despite the tariffs, despite everything. We yep. need them, by the way, because we don't have enough everywhere else in the world. We depended on them for 20 years for chemical production capacity, and we have all these old plants that are breaking and getting affected and impacted by weather. The world is changing. Yep. So... I hope it's loud and clear. Don't let your guard down. Keep uh-huh. your supply chains full and, and you know, work with companies like us to help you with that because we all need help nowadays. So, and uh, logistics is just part of it too. I mean, getting the product is part yeah. of it, but then getting it to us yeah. or to our customers. Woo. 
and I just heard uh, from for the conference, I was talking. I mean, logistics was one of the main issues that we we were talking about, like how how difficult it is to get stuff from point A, point B, the mergers and all that stuff. But he, they say that Amazon has contracted eighty percent of the shipping lines for twenty twenty two. So actually, and they just put a stupid amount of of uh, uh, just a, a stupid amount of money just to contract that eighty percent of. So Jeez. so every, everybody else is fighting for that. Last twenty percent. Oh. So they set the bar so high, so the, the price is not coming down until twenty twenty three, unless Amazon does something. So yeah. so 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 I mean, uh, and I, and, I, and my wife is is a part of the problem because she gets <laughs> she gets boxes every day. We all are. <laughs> She's like olive oil. I'm like, yes, yeah, subscribe and safe. I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're all part of the problem, but yeah. So yeah, Amazon—they contract eighty percent of the of the wow. volume of the volume, the logistics volume that comes to the U.S. Yeah, never mind the fact that we're handling chemistry. You know, it's not olive oil. Yeah, it's not spices. It's not you know toys or whatever. So if you can haul something that's non-toxic, non-hazardous, you know, non non chemical. You're yeah. gonna haul it, you You're know what I mean. It. So we're the bottom of the barrel. I mean, petro, petroleum, Petrol. petroleum products, Correct. petrochemicals. We're the bottom of the barrel. Nobody wants to d touch us because they have liability that goes along yeah. with it. Yeah. So and, 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 and the, the the last word is still that captain has the last word that what goes in their ship. Right. So they can say, I don't, I don't want, I don't want well chemicals in my ship. Yeah. I want, I'd rather put some chips or semiconductors. And that's easy to pass along the, you know, I have a million units, but in, in a container you have 20 tons or 18 tons of dry product. That, that, that's all. That's all. If you have fertilizer, you have chemis, you have whatever, it's only 18 tons. You, you, don't have, you, cannot, you can only spread it out 18 times. That's yeah. it. And, yeah. we're, yes. and we're in distribution. Yeah. We don't have anything here. And we're still, we have a full-time, two full-time EHNS and regulation people, yep. regulatory people. Yeah. So... If the option is to just not haul it and not have to deal with, you know, over far-reaching re regulations and rules that n people who are enforcing them don't even understand. I mean, there's such, there's so many layers upon layers upon layers of regulation now. Yeah. It's no, it's, you know, so we're very lucky to have partners like the logistics company and, and the truckers that we have, the ISO, the demerge, the people that we have. We're very lucky to have them. We appreciate them. And uh, we need to honor them and, and, and give them as much business as possible, and hopefully they can come through for us. But, uh, again, back to the original point, you know, things are broken. Don't let your, your guard down, mm -hmm. and, and we're, we're here to help if, if we can. You know, we're, we're so far so good. We're doing a good job. Everybody's working hard, but uh, the stress is high. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just getting the info across. I think I was trying to do things like this podcast and our email newsletters, just letting people know, hey, there's expect delays, expect things to be long. I think, you know, stuff stuff's getting worse and worse. There's a lot of companies that maybe historically have not been importing material. They've relied on domestic sources and now are relying on these imports and maybe aren't familiar with the lead times that can come across and delays and things like that. So it's really just just understand what's happening and expect delays and be as flexible as you can. One, one customer that we had a meeting in the, the fertilizer conference says like. Not, we, we're talking about the bad news, you know, that we have to right now have to deliver the bad news, and it's like, yeah, bad news doesn't get better with age, you know. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Vino. You know? I, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, can we steal that? He's like, yeah, I'll steal it. Like, yeah, welcome to use it. You yeah, know? yeah, trademark that. Trademark that. It doesn't get better with age. <laughs> yeah, you no. gotta deliver. It. I mean, it doesn't matter. So they, so so the customers or suppliers can 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 figure out plan B, plan C, plan D. They can do if, if you can know. 
your ISIS stuff, you can buy totes, you can buy drums, you can do, you can, you can interchangeable, you know, you can use other products in the meantime. Can, I don't know. You have to be flexible. You have to be flexible. Yeah. I think we've done a good job of that. Hey, sorry, your ISO's stuck in the port. We're doing everything we can. But in the meantime, we got this load of totes here. Do you want that to hold you over? And, right. you know, something unique to TCC mm-hmm. that we're able to be flexible with. For, yeah, for absolutely. Stuff like absolutely. Um, so logistics continues to be difficult. Seems like pricing is still uh, pretty high. Crude oil continues to tick up. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of pricing, I think, still moving up just because of the supply and demand fundamentals. But, you know, still expecting things to be... Uh, Higher priced for, uh, you know, these coming in August. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking to our producing partners, they're having a hard time getting raw materials, catalyst, yep. um, energy, you know. Uh, um, you know, raw materials are, are, are difficult for our customers, but also if you go upstream and it's impacting our producing partners severely. So most plants are running at reduced capacities because they can't get enough of what they need um, or, you know, you see it. On a local level, you know, you go to Home Depot or Tractor Supply, there's, you want to get, you know, um, a pair of Carhartt pants, they're not available. You, you, it's it's, it's yep. on every level, so you have to expect it to be uh, on every level um, above us and, and beyond all the way back. So, yeah, oil continues to trend up. I mean, you know, when you're seeing things like benzene continue to trend up, I mean, you know, there, it is... Uh, Logistics is impacting it at, at, at every level, um, and and also supply is impacting it at every level. Another thing that we talked about is that plant turnarounds haven't been completed as they throughout like the way they used to because engineers uh, usually come from other countries because they run on German parts or Japanese parts or you name it, and they usually come from other countries to service them once a year. So now they have to get away with local engineers or their mm. or their counterparts or third service because of COVID. Yeah, we're, we haven't even talked about COVID impacts. Yeah, I mean, we're oh, still, yeah. it's still, <laughs> it's July here and we're still wearing masks. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not. Yeah, so they said that plant generals be careful because the engineer that comes, has been coming for the last seven years, the last, he hasn't come the last two, two years. The, the team of engineers that come and service that plant, they haven't come because of mm. quarantining, you name it, uh, they haven't come. Yeah. And uh, probably they won't come next year either. So they have to rely on on, a, on an engineering team, a local engineering team that third-party service. Less experience. Less experience, you know, rather than the manufacturer itself. Wow. So a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. We, 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 we gotta, we, Which we gotta. is another part of logistics. You can't get the engineers over here because, you know, certain countries can't fly or can't, you know, they're having mm-hmm. much more severe. I mean, Peru is having severe COVID impacts right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. India still, I mean, you know, the... The vaccine hasn't really uh, got out there uh, to many parts of the world like it has here. And then, of course, you've got this fight, you know, uh, the people that are saying, I don't want to get a vaccine. And, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, polio and people that had scars to to eliminate polio because they, you know, not only did they get the vaccine, but they got a scar they carried for the rest of their life. And their people are fighting this. It's not going to go away unless we sort of all get on board. And now this is becoming a, a social you know, fight, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we're seeing at concerts, like there's a folk fest going on in Newport this week. My wife bought tickets. They wanted proof of her vaccination. So, you know, it's not just becoming a social sort of uh, disagreement. It's becoming a, a something that you need in order to go certain places. And yeah, it's, um, it's another thing to get us all stressed out about. Yep. 
for sure. Yep. And the, the plant thing is interesting between bringing engineers over with COVID or whatnot. A lot of these plants, I know there's articles all the time about how old some of these plants already are. They yeah. really, they rely yeah. on these turnarounds. They rely on this regular maintenance and it could be big issues down the road. If, big know, issues. And, yeah, and if July, July is a, it's a popular month for turnarounds in the United States. It's a popular, very popular month for turnarounds because of 4th of July, yep. summer, big summer, big driving month, big, big vacation month. And yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it, what the what the future entails. <laughs> and and on top of all this stuff, now we've got wildfires. We've got hurricane season coming up. We've got these acts of God that could potentially play another role. Whether it's uh, you know hurricanes damaging plants or the wildfires preventing trucking and things like that, it's it's coming at you from all angles. Floods, floods. I know it really seems apocalyptic. I mean, really pandemic. Um, I mean, look outside, we might be being attacked by locusts right now, I don't know. <laughs> but all of this is, you know, biblical, uh, you know, in terms of, maybe it's all the news that we're getting, I don't know, but it's certainly having a lot of impact as we're seeing on every level of uh, supply chains and, uh, and, and there's more to come. It's just amazing how many different levels of things are affecting, you know, it's, it's this, this, all these different things playing into it and put this picture together. It's, it's not it seems just like every time we do a thing. podcast, there's more piles on top. <laughs> At least we got a lot to talk about, Ben. Maybe we're gonna stop doing pot. Maybe we're the maybe we're the common denominator. We <laughs> stop talking about it, it'll all go away. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, I hope not. No, we're gonna keep doing the podcasts. <laughs> um, trade and tariff. I know we talked about China a little bit. Obviously, still a lot of uh, imports exports happening. Um, whether it's the regular stuff coming in or bringing in additional material due to some of the domestic manufacturing issues. Mm-hmm. Um, as a quick side, we're gonna do a, a four-part mini series with a. Uh, company that specializes in this import export and more of the, the laws and legal side of it. So that should start coming out late August. We're looking forward to putting that yeah, together. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Um, but obviously trade and, and the tariffs continue to play a big so role in the what, day-to-day. What is it, the laws of it or the process? Yep, so there'll be it's a four-part series. There's going to be an import episode, an export episode, a anti-dumping episode, and then a uh, trade or a, yeah trade and policy episode, so what the U.S. government is doing or saying. Um so really just kind of like we're calling it like import 101 and export 101. You know, what's, what's happening? What do you need to be aware of as you're importing and exporting? What does the um, government look for, whether it's uh, making sure things are filed correctly or, you know, things that are blatantly illegal and stuff like that. Pretty so, cool. Yeah, um, that's great. Kind of kind of basic, but at the same time, I think a lot of good info, especially as there's more and more companies that maybe are importing or exporting that historically haven't been. Yeah, and then there's a lot of anti-dumping lawsuits going on uh, in our industry yeah. and other countries so it's pretty interesting yeah yeah you, i mean you've seen how we've had to pivot you know since the pandemic really i mean we've been you know javi and i've traveled all around the world more javi than myself and we made a lot of connections but really those connections um didn't make sense until really the last year and a half and we've had to pivot and also one of the other things has always been sort of Mine and Javi's shared dream is to sell more American products to Latin America. I mean, Latin America has always been opportunistic. They're very price driven, and they know how to import because they they don't they've have go, they don't have local supply. So um, we're doing more and more product from the U.S. to Latin America, which is great. We you know again something that we weren't exporting a lot. You know, we export a lot, quite a bit to Europe, a little bit prior to Latin America, but now it's like a steady stream of products because of a shorter supply chain, yep. good pricing, fair pricing, um, even better pricing than they can get elsewhere and availability. I mean, mm-hmm. so, um, so pivoting, uh, in the company being nimble has been a great asset, uh, during the last year and a half that things have been so, so wild. Yeah. 
And that's a good pivot into our uh, Latin American update from yes. uh, from Javi. How's uh, how's things looking? So oh far? man, uh, <laughs> uh, this is going it's going it's going to go very well. Um, I miss after my first business trip. I I, I I really miss it. I miss my my people, and a lot of these people are your friends. You know, they I, I mean you do business and you know business is fun, but like after dealing with them, it's so. You get personal. You get you get in touch. They become your friends. You know they they, they hit me up on WhatsApp. I, I exchange pictures for my baby and and, yep. and, the, and the birthday party that we just just, just had. Yep. He's like, yeah, how was it? Like, we, we follow each other on Instagram. We, we're buddies, you know. Yeah. And and it's a shame I cannot go see them because again, vaccination is so far behind. Yeah. Uh, in Latin America, but but uh, thankfully we have people in Brazil, we have people in Venezuela, we have people in Colombia, we have people in Mexico that can still go see them. But I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss them. I, I miss them a lot. Well, the chemical industry is such a personable, you know, trade show and conference-driven yeah. industry, coupled with the fact that you know often Latin American people are very personable and want yes. to spend time face to face, and yeah, we, you we, just we, get so much more done. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah, so much yeah. more efficient, and it's nice to get out and see everybody. Yeah, we we do business different, a little different way, but. Uh, we yeah. get it done sometimes. sometimes. So, <laughs> so, so COVID's obviously continuing to play a, a much yeah, bigger role there than maybe role, in the States. Uh, yeah, the freight rates are increasing, not increasing as much as other areas of the world. I've been talking about the freight rates. Uh, the availability has been decreased a lot. Some lanes have have uh, have decreased the, the, the availability. of uh, So that, that has driven the price up, but it's not like 20000 for a container of drives. It just it went up from 3 to 6 Yeah. Two X, yeah. but, but mm-hmm. nothing crazy like Asia, India, Southeast Asia. Nothing, nothing that bad. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, has, I kind, think kind of a unique opportunity in that. In that unique sense. opportunity, and as, as Rob mentioned, um, the transit time from the U.S. is just four days, seven days, yep. eight, fifteen days. So the farthest you can go is eighteen days. Yeah, it just it's just great, it's you know. And then from the go- I mean, the, the the cluster of 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 the chemical industry cluster is in the Gulf. Yeah. So out of Houston, out of NOLA, you're, you're there. You know? So unique opportunity for you to sell in the Latin America, obviously bringing material up as well. Yeah, yeah. There are also some, 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 some. We're we're working with some ISO companies and some, some, some ISO, uh, container companies. So they, do you have any, 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 any stuff to bring back? I was like, so we're connected to those with companies over there. Yep. So we we take we take advantage of of the free back. Yep. So to some port, so we're connecting people. So it's it's a good it's, it's, it's been it's been it's been good it's been a, it's been a good run. Yeah, I think we talk a lot about China supply and Europe supply, but obviously Latin American supply currently with the short lead times. Yeah, is, is yeah, we're, good we're, we're we're importing from from Chile, from Bolivia, from Colombia, from Brazil, yep. from Argentina, yep. from Mexico. So I mean, we're there. Yeah. We, we, you name it, we're there. You know. Yeah. It, it was really an impact, uh, impactful, you know, discussion prior to this, and how you explained how we were talking about, you know, the anti-vaxxers here in the U.S. and and in Europe, you know, the right wing in Europe and the anti-vax, and you were saying how you literally have friends and family that are dying for it. And, oh yeah, and and they're not getting it, and yeah, they're at risk, and you know, it's, you know, it's 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 amazing how. Something we can't take for granted. Something we take for granted <clears throat> is, you know, my, you, uh, we, we go to CVS and we can get a, a shot. And yeah. yeah, my sister called me excited. She's like, Javi, I just got the Pfizer. I'm like, okay. 
I just got yeah, and and she, it was a, it wasn't easy. She said, well, I, had, I had to do some calls, and it wasn't easy. I think it was a three to five hour wait. I'm like, wow, well, like that's that's and it's something we we do take for granted here it in really this is. country. In yes. this country, yes, you know, and it, and if we don't all get on board with it, it's yeah, it's not going to go away. Yeah. you know, so yeah. it's a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's 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 a lot to think about. Yeah, so my sister is excited. She got her first dose. So, what is it? Three weeks or two weeks? Two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. Second, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. So this is typically where we move in the price updates and trends. We have a uh, special little feature from the logistics company. Uh, we have Joe Hassenfratz from TLC uh, coming up here to give a little freight update. Uh, so we'll give it over to uh, to Joe for an update on the logistics industry. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Nice to have you on the episode or on the podcast finally here. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Of course. You got the TLC gear going on. I Proper like it. branding. I like always, it. Always. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, Joe Hassenfratz from the logistics company. Um, obviously, a, a good partner for TCC and proud to work with you guys and, and do a lot of different stuff with you guys. Um, I figured just jump right into it since it's the first time we've had you on the episode. You know, maybe if you want to just give a brief intro on uh, TLC as a company as well as yourself and your background. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you again for uh, having us um, as a representative for uh, TLC. It's great to uh, be here and uh, all the support uh, the TCC provides to TLC as their uh, freight forwarder. As TLC, the 3PL that we are, um, very diverse company, um, focusing in on uh, liquid bulk, dry bulk, uh, LTL, import-export, um, you know, a very diverse uh, freight forwarder that we are. So um, me personally um, started with the company just about a year and a half ago, so certainly an interesting time to uh, be jumping into things in the, in the freight industry, just given... Uh, you don't say... All, exactly, all the challenges that uh, 2020 kind of threw our way. So TLC is, as a company is, uh, is very nimble in, in being able to traverse all of the challenges that uh, 2020 threw our way. And uh, as a result, we're actually in, in a great position right now to uh, continue to grow and um, we're thriving in, in this current marketplace right now. So coming on to TLC, I came from a, a sales and customer service background. Uh, so transitioned as the sales and marketing manager uh, quite nicely, to be honest with you. And uh, they brought me on to to grow the business even more. So, um, 2020, like we said, definitely threw us a, a big curveball. <laughs> but um, TLC having a, such a diverse uh, portfolio of different uh, avenues that we work within really uh, provided an excellent opportunity for us to uh, take the next step as a company. So, yeah, and I know there's the the four things you guys kind of focus on, whether that's uh, truck freight, LTL freight. You know, you guys do a bunch of rail stuff as well as managing imports and exports. Absolutely. Um, you know, be good to obviously have you on episodes somewhat frequently, whether it's monthly or, or every other month or whatnot, but I think to. just looking at a list of kind of the, the core four things you guys are focusing on, I think the most timely or difficult thing these days has been the import-export, dealing with the ports. Um, so what's the what's what's going on there? What's the two cents if you've maybe uh, not been paying attention for the last couple months? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, if, that if that isn't at the forefront of your mind, uh, if you're moving anything internationally, the ports have been... Um, challenging to put it uh, lightly um, and i think one thing to maybe add to that too as you're you know talking about what's happening is there's a lot of companies there's a lot of supply chain issues in the u.s so there's a lot of companies especially that tcc is dealing with that historically have not done much import export sure. so there's some companies that are good at it understand it there's other companies that buy significant volumes typically from domestic sources and now they're relying on ex import export correct uh, and maybe they're not familiar with it so yeah you got a couple of different kinds of companies too and, and you know it, it's a trickle down effect you know if you're not directly importing or exporting you're 
probably at, at some part of the supply chain being affected by it. So um, anything coming out of China right now is extremely difficult to uh, to get uh, your hands on, on any product in a timely fashion or what we were used to pre-2020. Um, compound that with if you do happen to get it on a vessel headed out of uh, China, Port of LA is backed up like you wouldn't believe. Um, lead times are, are, you know, the most critical. And, and when we're talking about anything to do with the ports, uh, communication is key. So uh, whether you're downstream and your your customers expecting this product, um, we, we're trying to give them as much heads up that a normal one to two weeks, what used to be is now three to four weeks potentially. Yeah. And um, it, it's definitely challenging trying to find some drage companies to to get it out of port in a timely fashion, even when it does finally land and get cleared. So um, on the East Coast, again, it, it's just a matter of what port you're actually looking to get it into. Uh, we have some great carriers, personally at TLC, that can get um, out of port in New York, New Jersey very quickly. Um, Savannah, we found a ton of success within. Uh, Houston, obviously, is, is another key port for us, just with all the uh, manufacturers and, sure. and, and users that are down there. Yeah, and, and I think historically, obviously, import-export is a, a relatively large part of TCC's business. Um, and the, historically, the issues have just been getting material on the boat and then getting it to the States. Now it's, okay, the materials are the States, and it's taking two, three, four, five, six weeks just to get out of the port. That's yeah. a, a brand new thing here in the last couple months. And yeah. It's been quite challenging. Yeah, I, I wish we had better news <laughs> that w the outlook would be better. But um, yeah. from every, every uh, carrier we've been talking to, um, that does not seem to be the case in the very near future. But um, like anything, um, it just takes time. They'll, they'll clear the ports out um, as demand kind of wanes a little bit and, and you know more and more manufacturers finally get their hands on everything. Um, we're hoping that this will, uh, knock on wood, uh, clear up within the next you know five to six months, but just in time for the, the big Christmas haul. So we'll see. And as you're talking to customers who are dealing with import-export, what, what is the feedback? What is the advice? Is it just expect delays, <laughs> flexibility? Yeah, so, and we wish we had better news, but um, it's typically just, you know, you, what, what used to be, again, one to two weeks is now three, four, five plus weeks. So um, when we, we t discuss ports, it's always best to try and get uh, the port closest to your end destination, um, just knowing full well that there will have to be a little bit of a lag in the time that that end customer is going to be getting that product. But yep. it's a lot easier for us to find carriers who uh, can do a, a one-day point than it used to be anything over, you know, 200, 300 miles. Now that we're, we're yeah. seeing some some difficulty in, in securing carriers for any of those, those what are now considered longer hauls when it comes to the drayage companies. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things, obviously, moving inland, that's a major focus for you guys is, is bulk trucks, whether it's uh, dry vans or liquid bulk. I think liquid bulk is probably, I guess, one of your biggest, biggest yeah, product lines, right? Absolutely. That's kind of the pillar that we started the company on was yeah. liquid bulk. And uh, we've since expanded to a lot more dry bulk, um, but liquid bulk, we have quite a quite a carrier port portfolio there. And so moving inland with uh, with domestic customers and moving freight around inland, what's the what has trucking been like? What is what is the inland freight looking like these days, both for the liquid front and the dry front? Yeah, it's uh it's it's definitely challenging still, but um, we're starting to see a lot of success. Uh, dry, especially where we're finding a ton of success moving uh, any product that needs to uh, to move there. Uh, we also move intermodally with the rail and, and uh, along those lines. And we've actually seen half the time that anybody moving with a, a tank truck or a, a dry bulk truck um, is just as competitive as it used to be that moving anything via rail was far and away, you know, the, the cheaper or more competitive uh, option. And at this point, uh, that's almost no longer the case in, in many options. So um, 
having that deep carrier portfolio that we do have has certainly given us an advantageous uh, leg up on, on, on moving all of those products for sure. sure. So have you been pointing people to be doing more rail, less rail, looking at intermodal? Is it what, what I mean, we'll, we'll certainly price it out and, and look and see what, what is the best option in any scenario, especially if it's longer than a one-day point. Um, but right now, anything coming from West Coast to East Coast, especially out of California, that's almost certainly not the case anymore. Yeah. Dry, dry uh, vans are, or liquid bulk is uh, almost always just as competitive, if not more competitive, than, than what rail provides us. Yeah, and probably one of the biggest assets to working with a company like, like TLC or any 3PL that has these connections with all these different forms of freight. Um, you know, rather just having to look at trucks, if you can look at, you know, have connections like you guys do with rail, with all these different options, it's a absolutely. great asset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last big thing I know we could do with, with you guys is the LTL piece, you know, small orders. Uh, as much as we love to move tank trucks and rail cars, you know, there's always the two, four, six, eight pallet orders. Absolutely. Um, what's going on with LTL for you? Uh, LTL is, um, I think even pre-COVID, one of the uh, the bigger headaches in, in trying to, to get something moved um, in a very competitive uh, fashion. But uh, we do have awesome connections within LTL uh, carriers. So. Um, moving anything, whether it's East Coast to West Coast or vice versa, um, we have some really great connections to get uh, all of our products moving in the time frame that they uh, initially had requested and um, kind of get some, get some answers for our customers as to what's going on and tracking and um, all of those. So uh, it's, it's, again, another challenging aspect of, of the business that we work within, but uh, we got some really great partners that, uh, that help make that that much easier for yeah. us. Do you think you're seeing more delays with LTL, less delays oh, yeah. compared to like full truckloads and bulk? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's just the the, the trickle down effect of everything. And, and there's just a massive demand across the board for everything to be moving right now. So yeah. um, there's a backlog um, across the, the entire freight industry in trying to get you, you know, your product. Yeah. So I guess amongst those whole formats of freight, if you had like a, a 10 second elevator pitch for a customer on what, what your two cents is for, you know, today's the end of July. So looking at July, August, September, I mean, what is the, what is the short pitch to customers on what to be expecting with freight these days? Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's gotta be uh, open communication, um, realistic expectations as far as what your product is going to land and, and, and eventually get to your end user. Um, the, the, the longer that you can give us as far as the lead time, the better off and the more successful we'll be in, in helping you to uh, get that to your end user. Um, and then again, like I said, just open communication going both ways. Um, there's delays across the board in every single avenue. And sometimes we don't like to deliver bad news, but you have to deliver bad news sometimes. And um, I think TLC does a great job of working with our carriers to make sure that we minimize those, uh, those opportunities if, if there is bad news that has to be delivered. Yeah. And obviously the world's opening up. We got some travel here planned for the fall. I understand what's, what's coming up for the next couple of months here. So uh, TLC will be um, exhibiting at the ChemEd show down in San Antonio in uh, a few weeks here. Um, we got a couple more shows in September um, that will be uh, down in Charleston for the, uh, the fertilizer conference. Um, we'll be going down to, um, there's a, a rail show that will be down in Portland, Maine uh, at the end of September. And then uh, there's another big trucking opportunity um, it's the Mid-American Truck Show that we'll be uh, attending as well in September. So nice. uh, TLC will be out in, in full force in these next couple of months, and 
uh, looking to grow not only you know our customer base but as uh, our, par- our partner portfolio as far as the uh, the carriers go as well. Yeah, obviously a unique time for you know you to start the role at TLC. <laughs> obviously, the, I think the industry is very much face to face and conferences and things like that. So obviously Absolutely. difficult to get a basket of business going via remote yeah. uh, avenues. So I'm sure you're excited to get back out there. Absolutely. Yeah, we've we've had some success just in the past year and a half. We've uh, We've been up and running with uh, myself as the sales and marketing manager, but um, looking to leaps and bounds grow that uh, in the next couple of months here and and going forward. So yeah, well, it's great having you on the on the podcast. Thank Hopefully, you, we'll sir. have you on in some sort of semi-regular capacity. Absolutely, to, love uh, to. Maybe start giving some people some good news here at some point soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, th- again, thank you for the uh, thank you for joining. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we'll link up TLC's. Uh, website and your email address down below in the show notes wherever you're streaming the podcast and uh, yeah look forward to having you on again soon thank you look forward to uh, being here thanks joe moving on uh, price updates and trends i know we're kind of on the back half of july so we're obviously digesting what happened in july and starting to look ahead at august um but what's uh what's the overall price mood for for uh, july here supply and demand that's what it's it's called yeah if you have it you have it yeah (laughs) Yeah, obviously we continue to monitor raw yeah, materials. No, there's a, no, of course there's raw materials. There's so much. There's fundamentals, but yeah, it's supply and demand driven for sure, and and you know it's it's, it's tough. Yeah, I know crude crude ticked up a little bit. There was a big drop in benzene for July, but that's starting to tick back up again, uh, somewhere in the forty to fifty cent per gallon range. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens coming in August. Yeah, I would say that a couple conversations that stick out in my head was. You know, a, cust- a supplier came to us and they raised the price, you know, quite a bit more than maybe a com- competing supplier did. And when I went back to him, I gave him the information. I said, you might want to reconsider, um, but we need more. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, <laughs> um, you know, that's a hard, that's a hard argument to, yeah. to make, you know. Uh, and they really much, pretty much went down the everything we've already discussed and said, hey, listen, just talk about freight alone. You know, just the cost of freight alone um, you know, that has tremendous, I mean, we, we have containers, we got a hundred containers probably sitting in port right now yep. and, they're, and they're just sitting there. Yep. And a lot of times we deliver to our customers and some ports are four, $500 a day. Yep. And if I'm giving a delivered price to my customer, I'm going to deliver it and I'm going to suck up all that demurrage. Yeah. And we're talking sometimes a month through the math on that. That's killing our margins. I mean, it's, uh, so, you know, it's, you know, uh, you could talk about moving up and down, but we're probably talking mostly about moving up at this point, I'd say. I got a weekly, I usually get on the international, I get mostly weekly pricing and it's been mainly be driven for, 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 uh, freight rates Mm -hmm. and it's mainly increases. Yeah. yeah, I haven't got a decrease in the last three months. Yeah, yeah. You look at uh, the pricing of raw materials to make this stuff; it's 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 rising as well, mm-hmm. but not to the level. Not that, as fast. No. Yeah. And so, and then of course, you know, we already talked about hurricanes. They tend to hit in the Gulf. And that tends to be where all our refineries are. Yep. You know, obviously Germany was impacted with that uh, with the flooding. Their refineries are impacted. So. Um, not just freight, but even raw material wise, we're, we're talking up and, uh, and, and if I was to guess, I'd, I'd say considerably up, we're at 70 bucks a barrel on oil. And I think we had a bet in TCC where, what is it? Oh, yeah, we, we had to dig that up. I forget. Yes. Is it December or the end of the year? End we of, end of we year. had, we had a bet for all of the folks in TCC, mainly the sales folks. And I think everybody was in the, uh, 
you know, 80 plus to 90 plus dollars per barrel mm -hmm. by the end of the year. So, you know, that'll tell you something. These are all people, some of them 40, 50 years in this industry, seeing the, the gyrations happen. And, and they're already saying that by the end of this year, you know, because the vaccine is getting out there. People are getting out there. Demand for services, demand for uh, air travel, demand for a cruise line. It's all starting to really ramp up. It's ramped up here in the United States and, and Europe, Israel, places that have, you know, good access to it. It's going to continue. There's an euphoria. Uh, euphoria, absolutely. Euphoria. Uh, sorry, I'm a, I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> euphoria. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Spanish word. He even rolled the R on that. Uh, euphoria. <laughs> is that that's is that the, that's the Spanish the word? Spanish word. Euphoria. Wow. Yes, there is. I mean, people are just happy to be out there. Yeah. People are yeah. just at the conference. They just they just their first trip, second trip, mainly the first conference out there. People, I mean, including myself, I was just happy to be there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even though it was 150 degrees, it wasn't that bad. San Antonio. No? it wasn't that bad. San Antonio. It's dry there, isn't it? It was dry. Yeah. Yeah, it's so humid here. You but know. we Uber everywhere. Like it was three blocks. I'm Uber. I'm not sweating. I'm like I'm Uber. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we can move right into the trade show section. So you, you yes. obviously had a, a fertilizer show this week yeah, with AJ and Corey was, and yeah, was yeah, with, with my colleagues AJ and Corey and and it was a pretty good conference. I was surprised and I was surprised how AJ. Is well known in the fertilizer industry, Mr. Fertilizer. Mr. Huh? Fertilizer, yeah, yeah. Mr. 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 The seed, Mr. Seed. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a, a regular and a big show for TCC. I know AJ yeah, and Corey I mean, always go. Yeah, your your yeah, first time it's there. It's my first time, so I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I we we had a full lineup of meetings and of of different 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 types. It was it was really good. It was really good, with a lot of potential. So it, it's. And I, since I do some part of the, I do some sourcing, it was also good to hear what people need, what people are looking for, what are, what what it's tight, what is what are the people are struggling with. So it was, so I, it was well attended, even well co attended. compared to not 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 just based on COVID, just based on a normal year. It was yes, well attended. It was pretty well attended. Yes. Well, I think it just said you guys had more meetings and dinners and stuff than ever before, which is no, yeah, crazy. yeah, it was the busiest year for them, uh, and they have been doing it for like six seven years yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which seems optimistic for the shows that we got coming up for the rest of the year um, I think the first one we'll be exhibiting at is the chemicals America show in Charleston uh, that's in September um, I know there's three hotel room blocks for that show and all three are already sold out so wow. I think that'll be the same all on the same boat it's gonna be well attended um, we'll have our very own Javier and Nicole exhibiting at the elastomer show yes. coming up in October uh, TCC's first time exhibiting at that but that should be a good one um, keeping an eye on AFPM coming up this fall. Uh, we're going to have invites going out in the next couple of weeks um, for our golf outing, our cocktail party, and then just setting up meetings with the TCC team. So I mean, I've been I'm talking, looking forward to I've it. I've been talking to a lot of international contacts, and I say 50 50. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 wow. like, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go. Europeans are willing, yes or no. I say 50 50. I'll be there for sure. So other people say it's too soon. Uh, 50 50. It is kind of odd that. It's in October, then again in March. So we're six months later. We're right back there, but mm -hmm. we got a lot to catch up on. Oh we yeah, really do for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the EPCA, the Apple, obviously virtual for yes. this year, but I'm sure you're ready to get back to those next year as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll be down at the Plastics Compounds Conference in December. So full line of shows coming up for Q3, Q4, and I know I'm excited to get back to them as well. Should be good. Yeah, that was that was, that was an empty section before. Yes, I'm <laughs> glad, to have, like, glad to have things the here. Trade session, filled right up. Filled right up. Yeah. 
Um, we sort of skipped over our, our product update, um, but obviously I know two things that we're continuing to talk about are our um, supply chain with various plasticizers, whether it's domestic sources, import sources, we're doing everything we can to keep our customers supplied, um, whether it's totes and drums or bulk, uh, something we're focusing on, uh, as well as the phallic and hydride that Javi's managing, two, yeah. uh, two good ones to talk about these days. Yeah, phallic and hydride goes to the resin production, UPR production, uh, goes to paints and coatings, that's my favorite word, according to <laughs> Mr. AJ. <laughs> Paints and coatings. Paints and coatings. Uh, uh, so yeah, we we have in stock 600 kilo bags. Send me a smoke signal, WhatsApp message, email. <laughs> I have it. I have this guy's on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm gonna start sending like handwritten letters, like dear supplier, I need X price. Yeah, I'll, I'll call you in uh, in less than less than two minutes. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, plasticizers remain really tight. You know, the uh, the alcohols, the acids are you know having troubles, and uh, in, and the esters themselves are are not too available. You know, you look at all the things we talked about. It's too expensive to ship from Asia. It's um, you know uh, less product available coming out of Europe because of the C four production and things like that. Yep. Force majeures, shut down. And also, so. I have to keep in mind that if we can help you reformulate, we have a strong technical team absolutely i'm not a technical guy of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a strong technical team that if you are need to switch uh, we can help you with that we can give you the recipe or a starting recipe and we can help you we, we have we have a really good technical team uh, technical support so so we there's another services that we offer here at tcc that makes us so unique yeah i think it's a it's a, a great point because uh a lot of companies have eliminated so many layers and, and a lot of a, the technical is gone and somebody might come to us and say hi oh, you know I, I need cold flex and i can't get doa oh we got dina well, will that work well it'll work exactly the same just about you know so yeah, yeah. you know something as simple as yeah, that you have you know. to twitch this twitch that but but it, the, the people who know know yeah yeah and we've yeah. got those people we, we got those people been around forever and, and and can help you reformulate because you know, s something might be available where others aren't. And yeah. so uh, that's a great point, Hav. Yeah. Oh, we have a chemist on site. We do. We do. We yep. do. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I think wrapping things up, I mean, the overall, I think, uh, advice or trends that we're seeing is really just, you know, security supply, ensuring your supply coming yeah. into the fall. Pricing's continuing to go up, so it's a good time to bring in material. Uh, keeping an eye on hurricane season, so certainly not a bad thing to have raw materials on the floor these days. And yeah, and I think it's an opportune time to to thank our customers, to thank our producing partners, um, to thanks our thank our logistics partners um, all across the board. It's been a very stressful year and a half, and um, on, on so many le levels, people have come through for us. And uh, so, thank you to everyone who's supported us through all this. It's not over yet. Um, but you know, at some point you have to stop and thank folks. And, and I also want to recognize the sales team, the customer service folks and the logistics folks uh, here at TCC, mm. unbelievable stress. And they've been working their butts off and doing a, such a phenomenal job. And, you know, you have to deliver as Javi was indicating earlier, the bad news yep. when it comes on time, deliver it and, and, and let everyone know, which we do, we're doing our best. To, to see what we can do to, to get the product to you. And, and we are getting product there. I mean, we're delivering it. And, uh, but thanks to everybody for all your hard work and, and, and for all the loyalties uh, out there mm -hmm. that we've, uh, you know, we've, we've got, uh, Javi said, so many friends 
throughout yeah. the world, and we're blessed to have that. Looking forward to seeing you all soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you listening. Um, obviously, we'll catch you on the next episode. We'll keep an eye out for those uh, trade and tariff episodes, a four-part miniseries here coming up in the next uh, month or two. Um, but looking forward to next month's episode, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks, Benny. Thank you, Ben.